Hello. Welcome to Senior Beat. My name is Christine Beatty, and my co-producer is Tom Frazier. Hi, Tom. Hi, Christine. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Great. Spring has sprung. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Our guest today is Janet Bolig. Janet works with the Home Health United, and she's got a master's degree from UW-Madison and has been working in this field for 25 years. Her specific title is medical social worker and outreach worker. So, Janet, we're glad to have you here today. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming. For inviting me. You bet. Tell me, uh, what's, what's Home Health uh, United all about? Home Health United, actually, we provide um, integrative and comprehensive home health services for those people in the communities we serve. Um, we service um, approximately um, the area of South Central Wisconsin. Okay, so it's not so just several counties, County. Goes, several counties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we provide many services and service lines and products through our company. We provide home health, clinical home health services, and palliative care and hospice. Um, we also have our home medical division company. We have our Home Health United Visiting Nurse Service Foundation Great. that does recognize um, events and, and needs in the community. And last but not least, we have our community health services that provides our flu immunizations every year, our Safe at Home program, our Meals on Wheels program, wow. our Voice Care program, telehealth, foot care clinics, pharmacy and infusion. So we provide a lot of, um, of services, services out there in the communities. Great. And, and those services all help do what older people want. They want to remain as long as possible in their own homes. And that really is part of what our mission is, is to really look at providing assistance for those folks um, to allow them to stay where they want to stay, yeah. which is at home. Yeah. But yet we want them to be safe and independent as possible. Right. Um, and, and your role? Tell me a little bit about what you do on a day-to-day basis. Well, I've been with the company for 25 years, so I've had um, various roles throughout the years. Um, Being out in the field as a medical social worker and doing some program development, um, as well as um, managing the social work and spiritual counselors. Um, But in the last two to three years, I've been doing a little bit more in outreach Mm -hmm. and really working with the communities that we service throughout South Central Wisconsin, um, really providing information regarding our services, working with physicians and hospitals to really look at how we can best manage our patients um, in the community and really looking at care transitions. Yeah. Now, um, I uh, was recommended to call you because of a program that you gave at the Madison Senior Center, Mm -hmm. and it was about chronic care as opposed to acute care. And I think that's really important for older adults. And we want to just explore that topic a little bit. So when you say chronic care, how is that different than anything else? Well, the U.S. National Center for Health Statistics really defines um, chronic disease as a disease that lasts a long time. And generally speaking, it's a disease that lasts at least three months. Okay. Um, chronic conditions happen to be um, a huge area that we're looking at right now. As a matter of fact, we looked at it a few years ago and took the next initiative and had our entire clinician staff um, become certified in chronic disease management. Oh, okay. Um, what we had noticed from the st- statistical information is that roughly um, 45% of those Americans um, in the community have one or more chronic diseases. Now, is that older adults or just 
Americans. That would be all Americans. All mm -hmm. Americans. Okay. But what that's, we're finding that's a high in numbers, that is. Yeah. is that it's not only chronic diseases, but also they may have also acute situations. Mm -hmm. But the chronic disease management um, really is looking at those folks um, where they're getting um, earlier treatment, earlier identification. So more folks are being diagnosed much earlier in life, mm -hmm. and then they need to manage that condition for their lifespan. Yeah. yeah. Now, what are what are some chronic conditions that we're talking what about? What we here? generally, yeah. yeah, what we generally focus in on are those conditions such as chronic heart failure, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, um, uh, stroke, CVAs. Mm -hmm. um, we also look at pneumonia. Um, those are just a few of the examples. Sure. Is arthritis or severe sure. arthritis? Arthritis, diabetes, those are all chronic, chronic diseases. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to mm -hmm. manage. So mm -hmm. why is this whole uh, discussion going on about um, readmission and, and how does that play into what we're talking about? What we need to do, I think, um, well, across the whole nation, and Medicare basically recognizes the Centers for um, Medicare and Medicaid, and they were really identifying the cost figures that are associated with people that have a chronic disease that are then hospitalized as a result of um, um, the exacerbation of that condition, um, not managing the signs and symptoms of those conditions, resulting in um, presenting at the emergency room, resulting in hospitalization. And, and the emergency room would be the most expensive place to of go. Course. Mm -hmm. you know, or to the hospital. Yes, and what they're saying is there, there were a lot of folks that were leaving the hospital at time of discharge and being readmitted within 30 days of that hospitalization. And if you think about the cost figures associated with that yeah. for um, the initial hospitalization and then that revisit within 30 days, we decided as an organization years ago, we need to start focusing in on this, mm -hmm. um, and most likely with the chronic disease management issues. Right. So how does one um, manage a chronic disease. I mean, if you have diabetes, um, you know, it, it is a terrible illness and people struggle with it. So what are some of the strategies that one could use? I think what we've been looking at a lot, and I think Dane County here has, has done a great deal of effort or work on this on this topic, and there's actually the Dane County um, Care Transition Coalition that's also been focused in on on rehospitalizations, and so what we're looking at is how can a person better self-manage their condition, be more engaged with their condition, be more educated regarding their condition. Mm -hmm. If they're informed and educated, and that continues on through their health system, they're able to best um, manage their condition, identify their early signs and symptoms of the condition so when you say that, what you're saying is that they can really see that they are getting worse, exactly. and so they have to do something ahead of that acute episode. Absolutely. I mean, we talk about hospitals. Those are acute settings. That's mm -hmm. where you go to get fixed, and then exactly. they send you out. So many times we have folks that are leaving the hospital that are coming to our services to receive clinical or palliative services and we're talking to them specifically about that condition. Right. We're helping them determine and coaching them on how they can best manage that condition, mm -hmm. whether that be through um, nutrition and medications and exercise and, and identifying those signs and symptoms that right. they can seek medical treatment sooner right. than later, resulting in less mm -hmm. hospitalizations. I've always thought, and maybe I'm wrong, but I've always thought that a lot of the readmission occurs because there's not a good plan. Mm -hmm. 
you know, when the person leaves the yes. hospital and they don't get the help they need, you know, so that so something happens again, which you almost might expect. And what we have found, too, with both chronic and acute conditions is that when people are leaving the hospital, the hospitals are, are doing a great job in trying to prepare the plan, but many times the patients are still very ill mm -hmm. um, and aren't retaining mm -hmm. all that information or, or indicate to the folks at the hospital, we'll take care of that when we get home. But what we have found in our research and even working with the folks here in the communities is that they haven't sought out um, those new prescriptions or they oh, haven't right. scheduled that next um, physician appointment for follow-up right. um, or maybe they don't have the transportation to get to the physician clinic. Okay. Um, and again, being that they've been so ill um, during that hospitalization, maybe they can't retain all that education. So right. when we go and we start working right. with them right. and, and providing that guidance for them. That's right. That's right. right. And it, are your services covered by Medicare and Medicaid? And yes, they are. They are. And yes, that's, they are. that's really helpful to people. So a couple as criteria well. when you look at that, if you're having issues with chronic disease and or acute situations, is to speak with your physician. Um, Medicare does have rigid regulations mm -hmm. that one needs to be considered homebound, which means that it's a taxing effort to leave the home to seek out medical treatment, and that the intervention that we're providing is considered skilled. Okay. under the Medicare criterion. What we've also found with insurances and Medicaid, I mean, they will also provide coverage for that. Mm -hmm. um, again, looking at this type of continuity of care and follow-up is so necessary right. um, to reduce costs right. later. And, and older people and their families don't want to go back to the hospital, mm -hmm. and we don't want them to go back mm -hmm. to the hospital because I think every time someone goes to a hospital, they, they go down a notch mm -hmm. in a certain mm -hmm. manner of speaking, and uh, so it's really important. And I think another thing when you're talking about chronic diseases and we're coaching the patients and their families regarding this condition is, you know, it used to be, you know, you have this condition, this is what you have to do, you know, mm -hmm. kind of listing out those types of um, things that you should do. And these folks are just not retaining that information and maybe we need to take shorter steps mm -hmm. as we're coaching them that, you know, talking about their nutrition and maybe eliminating that one added soda a day, mm -hmm. or um, get away from those potato chips, and maybe yeah. use this as a different example. Um, again, giving them what we call a stoplight um, that talks about every day looking at that stoplight and really determining what level am I at? Yes. Is this crisis? Am I doing okay today? Right. And, or um, am I managing, managing the condition okay today? I've heard people talk about um, even keeping a journal of symptoms yes. so that is that you're more aware of where you are in mm -hmm. that continuum, and uh, that makes that makes a lot of good sense for me too. Um, I'm also uh, wanted to quickly ask you about um, resources in the community. Do you recommend? I mean, at the senior center, we offer classes all the time on different kinds of health mm -hmm. condition. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, to do that education mm -hmm. that you're talking about. Um, and now I know there's a lot of evidence-based classes. I'm thinking of stepping on for balance. I don't know if that would be one, but the chronic self-management. You know. That is exactly it. So maybe the person has been quite ill when they return home from the hospital and may seek out our services or another home health provider, um, and that they're they're you know doing better or or um, maintaining their condition, and then that's a good opportunity, um, yeah. another opportunity to coach them to attend those particular ses sessions and continue to learn about their condition. Right. There's so much that people can do for themselves 
if we educate them on how they can do that. Right. And if, oh, go ahead. If people need help and you say they call us, what happens then? You know, kind of depends on where it where it comes from. Um, I mean, let's say, yeah. Visit? So, mm -hmm. so for example, let's say somebody were to call our company and and say, you know, I understand that you offer some home health services. Um, we do offer. Um, what we call a Home Health United informational visit where we're able to go out and either talk with the person on the phone or, or go out and make a visit and talk sure. to them about our various services and, mm -hmm. and the eligibility and criterion for each of those services. And what I have found when I've met with folks is that they usually are eligible for one or more of our services. Sure. Um, and that's part of how we get the information out there. Being that we have multiple lines of service, we sure. um, it can become confusing for right. folks. Mm -hmm. Did, uh, would you give me your phone number at the office um, or, you know, the general number and a website or whatever? Sure, you can go to Home Health United. Period. Um, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, Google it. Exactly. <laughs> um, my direct line, if people are interested in the Home Health United informational visit, is 608-270-2321. Wonderful. And great. we also have um, our 800 number, oh. which is also the website. Okay, good. Great, Janet. That contact information is really important to our audience to have. Anything else you think that we should know about this topic of uh, chronic care? I, I really encourage people to be more aware of what their conditions are. And learn about them. And if them. they mm -hmm. are not aware of what they have or how did I come to get this condition, mm -hmm. um, how can I manage it, to become more um, proactive in the overall care plan Great. and to feel very um, open in talking with their physician or our clinicians regarding their fears, um, regarding any question, yeah. mm -hmm. um, anything that's going to help um, support them through this journey is what we're trying to do. Thanks for being with us today, Absolutely. Janet. Thank really you. appreciate it. Thank we'll you. be right back. Welcome back to Senior Beat. We've uh, replaced guests, and we're happy to have and welcome Pat Gutenberg from the Madison Senior Center. Pat's here today to talk about the exciting Older Americans Month, which is in May. May. Hooray. Beautiful month of May. The beautiful month of May, and it is. And so um, tell me a little bit about... Um, I mean, is this for us or in Dane County or in Wisconsin or? This is the whole United States. It was started by a proclamation by a president. We're not sure which one. We can't yeah. remember it. We struggled uh, with that this too morning. Long ago. Yeah, it was too long ago. <laughs> but it, it's such a nice thing because it really focuses on older adults 
what they've done in their lives, what they're still doing, their leadership skills, their um, that they exercise, that they're still learning, lifelong learning, and we really promote that. Yeah, yeah. Training. That whole idea of successful aging is is exactly what we want to really promote during May and all year long well, at the senior center. A lot center. of volunteerism. Right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We just had a, um, we celebrated volunteers in April and then we go on to um, doing a whole bunch of things to entertain them yeah. in May. Yeah. Well, uh, my favorite, of course, is the sixth grade essay contest. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I know that right now they're, they're doing some judging of the essays mm-hmm. and, um, uh, the sixth grade kids are writing about their favorite older person, I think is the way they describe it. Right. And this year we had eight um, Madison uh, middle schools participate. Mm-hmm. Over 750 kids wrote essays. So that that's pretty cool. That is. Yeah. Did you read all those? No, I did not read <laughs> yeah. But they do, um, they have um, different, the coalitions have all read through them, and they pick the winners, and then the winners come, and then we have a panel that chooses mm-hmm. the top eight kids. And um, it's really it's really touching, because they do write about older person, whether it's a grandparent or a neighbor, and you hear some very, very nice stories. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it, uh, when, and, and of course we celebrate this, and the date is this May 6th. On May 6th, we have an ice cream social. And we're so excited. Uh, Dr. Cheatham is going to visit us um, at the Senior Center, and uh, she does a presentation. And then the children read their essays. And honestly, Tom, you know, sometimes you laugh and sometimes you cry. cry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And and these young people work so hard to express their feelings about the older adult. They do. I, I want to invite older adults to come because they need to hear how... They have impacted these young people's lives, and exactly. it's really exciting. What else is going on? Well, we have that on the 6th, and starting the month is the Artful Affair. Oh, yes. We work with the um, MOMOCA, the Madison Museum of Contemporary Art, and we have a gallery night on May 1st. So we'll open up the Senior Center. We've invited artists from Dane County, 55 and older, to bring in their artwork. We judge it. We give ribbons. We give prizes. And um, then they have this opening reception. But um, it's always phenomenal. I mean, people have, some people have taken up art after they retire. They just started painting or watercolor or, or um, pencils. I mean, the work is just so. Even. Yeah, and it's very kind of. Yeah, very, very interesting. So last year we had over 120 pieces yeah. um, brought in. So um, it decorates our walls and inspires everyone. It so does. we'll be open the whole month of May. These works will be up from 8.30 to 4, so people can come in and see them at any time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in that same week, we have on Tuesday, May 5th, we have Sail into Color. This is Jane Earle, who is a um, renowned color specialist, international color specialist. And we're working with Sail, organization that works for active with active adults, and um, we'll have people put on different colors to see how others react to them. You know, people say, oh, you look good in that color, and and it's usually true. And so then, I mean, I tend to wear more of that color yes, because it, yes. it's just a nice kind of feeling. Let me just say my mother was right. Pink looks good on me, even though I fought it for years. She was, she was right. She was right. That's true. 
But um, and well, then and nice to have Jane with us again. Oh, She's absolutely. done some excellent programs for us Start over time. time. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So Great. We, we have fun. So this is a good thing. I invite everybody to come to that. And then what's um, the date on that? Do you have a that date? That is May fifth. May fifth. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Tuesday. That's all kind of in the same week. Right. And then we jump to the next week. Um, the Wingro Woodwind Quintet. <gasps> Uh, from UW, they are celebrating their 50th anniversary this year, and I'm just so excited about bringing them in. They'll come over the noon hour, so then we can invite people from the city and Good. people that work downtown yeah. to come and enjoy the program as well. Excellent. So, um, yeah, that will Very be... Very special for us to yeah. have that caliber of musician, mm-hmm. and uh, how fortunate for uh, Madison people to come and see that. Exactly, but they... Have they've been um, their artists have not only teaching artists but they've been renowned throughout the world, done recordings and yeah. and yeah, I'm very excited since 1965. Wow! And then we have a meet the author on the next day. This is Michelle Wilgen and she wrote a book called Bread and Butter, and it takes you behind the scenes in a restaurant and mm. it's it's just going to be kind of a fun. Um, title and and we bring in this meet the author series every month on the second Tuesday and it's not just to read the book but it's to really meet the author talk right. about how what inspired them to write and sure. and what it's like to write a book and yeah. how do you do it and then to be able to listen to the author actually read an excerpt so it's it's a nice little um, you get a sense session. of the storyline and mm-hmm. the characters and and I find that many people buy the books ahead or get them out of the library and read it so they're really well informed well, when they when go they to there. the session. Yeah, mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. And that goes on all year long, doesn't Correct. it? Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that author series is an excellent program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have a fun one that's always popular because I think people don't never quite get to it. It's called downsizing. <laughs> the top ten tips. You know, what do you do? How do you organize your things? How do you finally let go of things? How do you put them in boxes and label them so you can find them again mm-hmm. and they're not lost in some box in Dark the Dark corner attic. of the basement yeah. or attic. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so we'll have... Um, uh, Sandy Sobeck Leslie from Helen's Attic Estates coming in, and mm-hmm. she's been with us before. But it's just really enjoyable to listen to the little tips and the people have the problems. You know, how do you fix this? How what can I do with this? So the top ten tips are pretty valuable. Yeah, yeah, excellent. And um, do you th- do you think? I mean, when we talk about the programs that we have at the Madison Senior Center, do you um, think that the ones in May are especially unique or I, I've always tried to make them, in regards to um, Older Americans Month, just kind of bump them up a little bit right, more. Right. And in May is like the beginning of the spring, and, and finally it's nice outside, and people don't have to worry about, oh, oh I don't, I'm afraid to wait at the bus. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't want to walk that yeah. far in the cold or the wind. So um, it's kind just of a, starting all fresh and new mm-hmm. at the senior center. So it the makes theme, sense. The theme for this year is get into the act. Oh. So everybody should come and get into the act at in the senior May, center. In Older yeah. Americans Month. Get into the act. I think they did that because it was the 50th year of the Older Americans Act. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Great. So get into the act. And one of the things about successful aging we talk about all the time is it's so important to stimulate your physical and your cognitive um, um, 
your brain power and uh, to um, avoid disease and disability as best you can, get your flu shot, pick up the rugs. And that's and, why we've had Janet in before. Yep, to, to get to rid of the clutter. And then also this whole idea you mentioned, Tom, about volunteerism and making sure you're engaged with your community in a certain way. So excellent. So Older Americans Act, that wonderful ice cream social that includes the kids and the parents and the teachers and the older adults. So you you might enjoy a little ice cream Sunday yeah, that right. day. All right. Good, good. Yeah. Well, go ahead. ahead. No. Uh, well, I was going to say, you know how I'd like to see Older Americans Month celebrated? Tell me, Tom. I'd like to see Congress get into the act and, re <laughs> and reauthorize the Older, Older Americans, Americans act, act, which they haven't done, done yet for several years. Talk about an impasse. Huh? You know, I mean, I think that's kind of a... You know, an insult. It's embarrassing that they older have people, not. people, and especially during Older Americans Month. That's, that, what, that's what I think. To, that could be a good gift. Get away from Happy Talk just a little bit here. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I think that's perfectly uh, appropriate that uh, they have not uh, reauthorized the Older Americans Act, and it is so crucial to older people in our communities to have that act uh, in play. But um, at least they can come to Madison Senior Center and have a great wonderful time. Uh, another announcement I want to make to our audience, and uh, I think you know this, Tom, but um, Pat Gutenberg has been the program coordinator at the Senior Center for a very long period of time, all, I think six years. Almost six. Almost six. That's not and, very long. Well, <laughs> compared to some of our tenures. Um, but I, I just, uh, I'm so happy for her and Bob that uh, she's planning to retire. And um, uh, we will miss her terribly. Oh. We will miss all of her innovative programs and her energy and her real concern about our older adult uh, participants at the Senior Center. So thank you so much, Pat. You're welcome. What are your plans? Well, I have a four-year-old grandson and an 88-year-old mother and, and uh, a husband who's retired. And we're going to travel a bit and spend more time with the family. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. A new schedule, new beginnings. A new beginning for you, too. And when does that happen? Well, my last day in the office is May 16th, and then I'm going on vacation for a couple of weeks. And then we'll come back on June 1st, and the new person should be there, and I'll yeah. give a little, yeah. some tips and tricks. Well, well we've heard. <laughs> I want to give you a warning, though. Okay. The first, <laughs> the first person I heard from after I retired was this lady right here <laughs> saying, would you like to be on this committee? <laughs> and I said, well, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been on here it. Here you are. I've yeah. been on it ever since. And and as one of those volunteers at, for some things at the Senior mm -hmm. Center, I've, I've certainly enjoyed working with Pat. Yeah, we've, we've, she indeed. really is good to work with, and everything I've ever called to ask about or Ask yeah. her to do gets done. It's right there. She knows her stuff, and uh, yeah. so much energy yeah. and enthusiasm. We will miss you. You have uh, one of our participants, um, a person who has worked with Pat, said those are awful big shoes to fill, and that's how we feel at the Senior Center. Best wishes to you and Bob, thank you and much. thank you for all your service to the City of Madison and to the Senior Center. Thank you. You're, You're welcome. welcome. 
Thanks for joining us today on Senior Beat. We've enjoyed having you with us, and I hope that uh, you've learned a little bit and you'll join us next month on Senior Beat.